From COK Studios in Robert Siegel's Den, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the latest news from Iraq and the comments from former Vice President Dick Cheney. We'll also consider a race where prison inmates and regular citizens run side by side. And we'll consider what you're talking about, Willis. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Holland Oats, the food delivery service for horses, mules, and ponies. Holland Oats, oh, here we come, right to your stable. And the Suburban Dictionary, the online slang guide for old people to learn how to be hip and with it. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. The situation in Iraq is getting more and more tenuous each day, with the Sunni militant group ISIS continuing to take over more cities while Shiite militias are beginning to form in opposition. Things have been tense here in the U.S. as well. President Obama has clearly been struggling with how to deal with Iraq's internal security issues and how much support he is willing to commit. Former Vice President Dick Cheney even weighed in last week, saying that the current situation in Iraq is a direct result of Obama's mismanagement and lack of strength in the region. Here to help us make some sense of what is happening in Iraq is our international correspondent, Cordell Nutbrock. Greetings, Dinah and Connor. So, Cordell, things have been pretty ugly in Iraq. Indeed, they have. The capture of two towns over the weekend dealt another huge blow to Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki's shaky government. Mr. Maliki has struggled to push back against Islamic extremists and allied militants who have seized large swaths of the country's north, including the second largest city, Mosul. Now, there have also been reports of Iraqi defense forces abandoning their posts and equipment. Yes, sadly, the American-trained Iraqi troops have been surrendering like they were trained by the French army. With Shiite militias growing and taking up arms, it seems as if this conflict is headed for an all-out civil war. Now, what is President Obama prepared to do in the face of this breakdown of the Iraqi defense forces? Well, that is a bit of a sticky wicket, Connor. The Sunni and Shiite groups are obviously traditional enemies that have a long, long history of conflict. Mr. Obama obviously supports the Iraqi government, but getting involved too directly could have grave consequences. Mr. Maliki doesn't appear to be strong enough to survive this sectarian showdown. So what can Obama do? Well, if I were he, I'd sit this one out. The Sunnis and the Shiites cannot agree on anything and are mortal enemies. The Sunnis are Burger King and the Shiites are McDonald's. The Sunnis are the Beatles and the Shiites are Rolling Stones. The Sunnis are Pepsi and the Shiites think that all cola is the drink of the infidel. Now I get it. They, they can't agree on anything. Well, now that doesn't seem to be the case. They actually have found one thing to agree on. How much they hate America. Both sides have come out with strongly anti-American sentiments. A Shiite cleric in Baghdad even issued a warning to the United States. He said, if the occupier came back, we will be ready for you. That's not good. No, if dislike for the U.S. is the only thing two groups who have hated each other since the dawn of time can agree on, I think it's best to avoid Iraq like Shiites avoid cola. Now, what about the criticism of Obama from people like Dick Cheney? 
Well, Cheney and the Republicans are being openly critical of Obama's handling of Iraq. But if you look closely at what they're really saying, they don't have a good plan for how to handle this situation either. So it's clearly just an attempt at revisionist history regarding the Bush administration's legacy in Iraq. Quite. Think about it this way. If your parenting style led to two maladjusted kids who hate you and hate each other, you would probably blame the other parent and avoid having your kids come over for Christmas. Fair enough. The Sunnis and the Shiites are the kids, and the Bush administration is the first parent, with Obama being the second parent. I, I think we get it. Thanks for the report, Cordell. You're welcome. That was Cordell Nutbrock. Now we turn to Dinah with a report on a very special race. For decades, an Oregon track has hosted a rare racing event where inmates of a maximum security prison run alongside regular citizens. Running is a good way to break up the usual routine. The Salem Prison Running Program got its start with help from legendary runner Steve Prefontaine back in the 1970s. The prison's races, a 5K and a 10K, are held on a quarter-mile oval track each month, culminating in September's High Wall Half Marathon. Running with the inmates is really pretty fun. It's not easy for inmates to get into the running program. The first requirement is 18 months clear conduct, and only 150 inmates can participate at a time. we got to show that we good. I had to wait for a while after I had my problems with little Richie, but now I run all the time. While this program has been a great way to rehabilitate the inmates and give them a sense of normalcy, some citizen runners like Janice Norman have seen firsthand the inherent problems of associating with criminals. Yeah, I got shanked a few times when I started racing with the inmates. Shanked? It's basically like being stabbed. You were stabbed and you've continued to run. Sure. It's fun. I love to run and it's for a good cause. Besides, I don't think snakes meant to hurt me. The first few years of the program were marred by constant shankings, but now things seem to be going much more smoothly. Oh yeah, I used to shank people. It's my trademark. I quit doing it a few years ago because they said I couldn't run if I did. Now snakes, explain shanking to me. Yeah, shanking is when you stab someone with a shiv, which is a toothbrush that you sharpen to a fine point. So there are a lot of shankings at the races? Yeah, there used to be. There's still a few. Why? It's easier than being faster than the other people, you know? Despite repeated shankings at the beginning, the 5 and 10Ks have been largely successful. The prison yard is only so big. I get that the prisoners needed an advantage over those of us from the outside. Shivs, frankly, make a lot of sense. I can't, I can't run anymore, but it's still fun to watch. Some inmates, like Little Richie, have been forced to give up running and now just cheer the runners on. I think we all got way too focused on the shivs and the shankings in the early days. I see now that it's all about the exercise and the camaraderie. The thrill of competition is way better than the thrill of plunging your shiv into the side of an opponent and watching him fall as you cross the finish line first. So, have you been banned from running because of the shankings? No! I'm hurt that you would say that. I have a bad knee, and the doctor says I can't run anymore. And I also shanked some hipster in March when he passed me on the last turn. I love the events at the prison. I love to help these poor men even with the shankings. I don't miss being shanked, but occasionally when someone gets shanked, it reminds me of the good old days. I don't shank anymore, but I've thought about it lately because some of these people that have been coming are way too fast for their own good. 
The running program in Salem, Oregon is continuing to be a source of strength and rehabilitation for both the prisoners and regular citizens alike. From Oregon, I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. For more news and stories from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can always check our website, considerourknowledge.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and tell your friends to like us as well. You can follow us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow, for updates there. And you can subscribe to our podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Greetings, Gaina and... Gaina? Gaina. Gaina and Donna. Greetings, Gaina. Gaina.